Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We're to week four of Red Letter Challenge. If you still haven't gotten a daily devotion, hey, we're at October 27th. There's still 10 days, 10 days, a little more, 13 of being in God's Word. So go ahead and grab one. I'd be happy to give you one. I got five up here and more in the back. And we're looking at the words of Jesus. What, what did our Savior teach? What did he, uh, not just what he did for us, what did he tell his disciples to the kind of people he was forming them into? So those letters are read in, the, in mo- many uh, editions of the Bible as the words of our Savior. And so that's what we're looking at. Today, the theme we get to is giving. So we had a number of them, being, forgiving, serving, giving today. And to talk about that, we're going to look at the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, maybe a name you've heard before, and if you've heard it before and you remember one thing about him, what's that one thing we, our mind seems to hang on to about Zacchaeus is that he's what? Yes, thanks, God, for reminding Yes, that's, if there's nothing else you remember, you're like, oh yeah, he was short. Oh, well, that's a great thing to be remembered for, right? The one thing we should remember him for is that God's grace changes you. He is one of the clearest stories or examples in the Gospels of Jesus showing undeserved, unmerited grace to someone and their life changing. Before they know Jesus, this is what they're like. And then after they know Jesus, here they are different. Zacchaeus is an outstanding example of, of how God's grace changes you. So how was Zacchaeus? What was he like? Zacchaeus was rich but lonely. Zacchaeus made a lot of money, but he had no friends. More than that, his parents were probably ashamed of him. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now, that's not the same as being uh, working for the IRS today. Tax collector is a whole, uh, whole lot uh, worse than. And he wasn't just any tax collector. He says he was the chief tax collector. And not just in any city. He was the chief tax collector in Jericho, the city of Palms. Known then and today, wealthy city, many date palms, balsam trees, lots of goods to trade, and on a major trade route, so there are lots of taxes to be gathered. But to be a tax collector, you had to be a trader. Zacchaeus, being a Jew, had to betray his own people and work for the occupying Roman. And so then when you tax your own people to give to the occupying enemy, you charge more than you're supposed to, and then you skim off the top. So whatever tax pyramid scheme they had going on in Jericho at the time, Zacchaeus is at the top. He has a lot of money and a lot of enemies. He had money and probably nothing else, and eventually he knew it. So one day he hears, that this Jesus guy is passing through, and he says, well, he thinks to himself, there's something different about this Jesus guy. I've heard a lot about him. Uh, i got to try to go see him. But no way would anyone else in that city let him get close. Yeah, he was short. Okay, hard to see over a crowd. That's just one part of it. The other part would be when Zacchaeus went out in a crowd, everybody knew who he was. And that was your opportunity to get him back without anybody really knowing. So 
many uh, commentators think it would have been a dangerous thing for Zacchaeus to be found out in a crowd because he could be bruised and elbowed and jabbed uh, without repercussion. It was everybody's chance to get him back. But he says, i got to get to Jesus, so too bad, I'm going to go anyway. But he can't get close to him, but he sees the way Jesus is coming, and so he finds a tree, and he climbs up so he can get a better view. And as he's found himself on the path that Jesus is walking, he, he's trying to see Jesus, but then Jesus comes closer and closer and closer, and, and eventually the two of them are face to face, eyeball to eyeball, and then Jesus says, what's up, Z? What's for dinner? I'm coming over. And all the noise and jostling in the crowd stops. And you could hear a pin drop. What? You, uh, no, not, not this guy. Everybody starts grumbling. It says, says to, to each other, uh, Jesus, do you know who this guy is? He, he's a traitor. He's, he is the worst guy in this entire city. We can't think of a worse person in the entire city of Jericho than Zacchaeus. Jesus, you should, you should go anywhere else, to anyone else's house but this guy. Trust us. And Jesus looks at him in the eye and says, I want to come over. So he goes. Jesus goes with Zacchaeus to his house and eats. And in that world, eating is a sign of deep, deep, deep friendship. And so he eats with him, and Jesus shows him undeserved grace. Jesus shouldn't go. He shouldn't eat with him, but he does. Jesus shows Zacchaeus undeserved grace, unmerited and unconditional. And when Jesus shows you that, you're changed. Zacchaeus was changed. Jesus comes to his house, and he comes into his heart. The Holy Spirit opens Zacchaeus' eyes and his heart, and he sees Jesus for who he is, his Lord and his Savior, and he is changed. And where money used to be in his heart, it's not there anymore, and now Jesus is there. And when Zacchaeus receives the grace of Jesus, he's different. He is no longer self-centered and greedy, and he immediately becomes generous. So first he is repentant. He looks around his house and he sees all these nice things. And if anybody else stood out the door and watched and they saw all these nice things, they thought to themselves, well, that's my money in there, not his. And he sees all these nice things and he realizes his sin. And so what does he say? Zacchaeus says, half of everything I'll give to the poor. So one half I'll give. And then he says, with the other half, then he says, well, whoever I have cheated, I'm going to give back four times as much. Now, Zacchaeus isn't trying to get on Jesus' good side. He's not trying to earn his favor. You see, Jesus has already given it to him. This isn't, I'm trying to get you to like me anymore, Jesus. Jesus has given him all the undeserved grace in the world by showing up and coming in and eating with him. That You are seeing the result of what grace does to someone. Today, as we also celebrate Reformation Sunday... We celebrate the pure gospel of Jesus that you cannot earn God's grace, though we try. It is freely yours because of the ultimate price Jesus paid. And when you and I believe and receive God's undeserved grace, it changes you. It does. So we see in this story, Zacchaeus is changed, and he starts giving away his stuff. Giving. That's what we're talking about today, giving. So then Jesus replies, he says, today salvation has come to this house. 
Yes, you see it. Jesus came, salvation itself. Jesus came into Zacchaeus' house, but he also came into his heart, and then Zacchaeus became generous. That same thing happens to you and to me. When Jesus gives you and I undeserved grace and we believe it and receive it with, with joy, we're changed. When the Holy Spirit gives us faith to see that Jesus served you, suffered for you, bled for you, died for you, rose for you, and he wants to come into your house and he wants to come into your heart, when we believe that, we're changed. Jesus offers you grace and forgiveness that no one else can, and it will change you. And we are not the same person once we experience the grace of Jesus. And one of the ways, one of the major ways our hearts change is how we relate to our stuff. And that's what you see in Zacchaeus. How, how we relate to our stuff is different now because we have an ultimate authority. We, we have an ultimate God, and that's Jesus, who we can trust with everything. So one major way grace changes us and changes Zacchaeus is how we relate to particularly money. Not just money, but it's what we see in Zacchaeus' life. So money can be an easy, what you might say, substitute God. We might think money will make our lives better or solve all our problems. And to be fair, there are some things money can do. There's a lot of things money can do, but there are some things that it can't. Here's some things it can and does. For example, if you work for a company and they pay you well... You probably feel appreciated, which makes money a sign of appreciation and a sign of thankfulness for good work. That's a good thing. Money can also be a certain level of security. When you have enough money in savings for when, say, you need a car repair or something and your house breaks and you've got to call a plumber, having that saved so, so it's not a worry and you can fix that right away, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I, I save for when stuff breaks, too. But sometimes we can mistake having money for trusting God. And then we think money will give us peace. But Zacchaeus found out that only Jesus can do that. You see, money can buy a lot of things. It can, it can buy food. It can buy clothing. It can bring people out of poverty. It can, it can buy housing and education. And, and uh, money can buy you trips to Disney World or even a new car. As, as, as I've heard Dave Ramsey say, money can buy fun. Yes, money can buy fun fun, but it cannot fill your soul. And Zacchaeus found that out as he sat week after week in his big, lavish house all alone with no one to share life with. Sunday after Sunday, Zacchaeus watched his favorite football team alone with no one that wanted to watch with him. Sunday after Sunday, Zacchaeus watched his favorite team on his 80-inch high-def 4K screen all alone. And do you know what his favorite team was? This is pretty obvious. What would the favorite team of a slimy, corrupt, traitorous tax collector be? And everyone said, the Patriots. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Zacchaeus had it. He had money, but then he realized that that was a dead-end road that couldn't fill the spot in his soul that is shaped only like Jesus. But when Jesus came into his house and into his heart, all of that changed. And he became a giving person. Red Letter Challenge, giving. So we've looked at being, forgiving, serving, giving. 
Next week is going. Remember, I'm trying to drill all these into you before we're done with this. Say it with me if you remember. Being, forgiving, serving, giving, going. Again, being, forgiving, serving, giving, going. Being. First, we have to be with Jesus to receive him, to know who he is. And then we become a forgiving person because we know that Jesus has forgiven us. And we become, we become a servant because we know how much Jesus has served us. And we become a giving, a generous person because we have a generous Jesus, a generous God who has given so much to us. You see, when the Holy Spirit gives us faith to trust in Jesus, we simply become generous people, giving. We give to God and to others as a response to God's grace, not because we're trying to get more blessings from God. And I think, and in, in many places it is true, but it should be true everywhere that Christians should be known for being generous. It's a wonderful thing when you see somebody being generous. I think Christians should be known as the most generous people on the planet. And we are generous because we have a generous God. God graciously meets our needs, provides for you. He's created you, saved you, dwells in you. God is so generous to us that when we are generous to others, we are simply acting like our God. Giving. Now, I do want to mention, yes, giving involves money, but not just money. If you were here yesterday, as Scott already brought up, the uh, Pumpkins with Purpose event, we had 25 at least of you serving here, volunteering, serving with games and all sorts of, thank you. That's giving of your time, of your ability, of your talents. We give because God has given to us. Then you get to the very end of the story, some of the very last words of Jesus. Zacchaeus is clearly changed. Jesus says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was Zacchaeus was lost. That's why it's such a great story. At the beginning of the story, you see he's lost. Lost in greed, lost in living for himself. And at the end, he's found. Jesus found him. As Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus when he was coming through town, we might think we're out looking for God, but it's Jesus who finds you. Zacchaeus was looking for him, but Jesus found. Jesus was looking for him. He seeks and finds you. And Jesus rescues you and me from all of the dead end roads that we would walk on. He came to seek and save lost people. That includes you and me. And when we are found by our generous God, we become generous.